right, we're here, but we're all here. <laughs> There's a bunch of people in the room. We're going to introduce ourselves really quickly. But what this episode is, is a chance for us all, and seemingly these are all very normal people in the room, so hopefully they're going to help you as normal people have your questions answered about prayer. I think uh, this is going to be a really helpful time. So uh, we're going to go through some of the questions that were submitted about prayer and just have a discussion. We pray that it's encouraging for you as you're listening. So we're going to go around the room. This is Dan, by the way. <laughs> and who else do we have? Fran. Joanne. Dave. Ellen. <laughs> Mike Osborne. Their last names. There we go. <laughs> last John name. Beth Bailey. Rudy Bailey. Howard Nix. Tasha Nix. All right. Yeah. We're all really Super thankful. normal people. Super normal people. <laughs> very, very efficient <laughs> introductions. <laughs> Next topic, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, let's get on with it. <laughs> so we're going to jump in with this first question, which is um, a pretty important question. Yeah. Uh, talking about you know, the pattern of prayer. So the question is this. Is there a certain prayer pattern that God desires and rewards. So maybe a certain way that like we can pray that God will really hear us might be something that's behind this question. Is there a certain way, a pattern that we pray um, that God desires and rewards more than others? How do you how do you respond to that kind of question? The first week when we were talking about um, the prayer practice we talked about it's like a wind just showing up mm -hmm. and so obviously you know somebody filled out this kind of a question and it is a great question like is there something that I can do or is there something that I'm doing that's maybe a hindrance to the Lord answering my prayers and is there something that's more effective uh, but bare bones I would say just to reiterate showing up is a win the Lord receives that and rewards that namely with the Holy Spirit and secondly um, faith, like you see over and over this exhortation scripture to, to come to the Lord in faith, believing that he is who he says he is and will do what he said he will do. Um, and those are two broad headings, but at the very least, that's a good pattern. <laughs> yeah. A certain prayer pattern that God hears more of those? I would say no. Mm -hmm. No. If you look through the Bible, you see a lot of different types of prayer. Quick prayer that God answers. Mm. All night prayer that God answers. Mm. Before dawn prayer that God answers. Now, unconfessed sin, that's a hindrance. Right. But that's not mm. what's being spoken of here. Yeah. I don't believe, I could be wrong, I don't believe there's a type of prayer that God's going to hear more than others. Mm. Mm. Let's assume that sin is not the issue. The mm -hmm. Christian is confessing their sin as they know how and they're walking with Christ. Right? Leave that as a constant. I'm saying no, but maybe we can discuss that. And I do think you need to be prepared to pray. Mm -hmm. Remember when I was first saved, they told me to pray every morning, so I prayed every morning, and that's not me. I, so I'm like starting to pray, and I'm like, you know, do we have orange juice? Do we have bagels? Mm -hmm. you know, what do I have at work? I just wasn't prepared to pray, and I wasn't getting much out of that <clears> prayer, <throat> either me praying to God or me hearing from God in that time. And so I think it is finding that time when you can be present in the prayer as opposed to, I do think, I agree with Fran, there are short prayers that just pop up. Mm -hmm. But if you're settling in to pray a little bit, be prepared, be there. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think I think prayer is a lot like our walk. Mm 
when you first get saved, it's like you you don't have like what next. Mm-hmm. But you should be praying in community, come to church, and just like through the sanctification process, you're growing in faith. Mm-hmm. Your prayer life grows as well with that. You're mm-hmm. in the Word more. You're coming along. You, know, you got brothers and sisters coming alongside of you, and you're learning how to pray mm-hmm. in faith with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that's what, mm-hmm. what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. It's the show up. As your faith grows, your prayer life grows, you learn to trust God with your requests and your prayers and life yeah it's not like uh the question is kind of, i don't know what you know the person's not here obviously but like is the question saying you know is there like a formula mm-hmm. and i think we would push back on the formula mm-hmm. but just because there's not a formula doesn't mean that you can't be more effective that's good in the way that you pray mm-hmm. uh, again kind of using the <clears throat> marriage analogy or just a human relationship analogy it's not like I'm saying well there's a specific formula for me to connect with my wife and therefore it's a better relationship or my relationship's better than John's or something like weird like that it's not not trying to compete or be a formula but that doesn't mean I can't have a more effective marriage by learning to communicate better uh, listening more effectively you know what I mean so I think prayer it's not about being better or formula, but I think we can grow and become maybe more f- f- mm-hmm. like effective and enriched in that way. Mm-hmm. James says the, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Mm-hmm. You know, even Jesus, when he says, well, that kind can only be uh, cast out through prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. So to your point, like, the, yeah, I love the no formula thing, but are there things, and even to your point, friend, like an unconfessed sin, are there things that are maybe hindering my my prayers um, and and for sure you see evidence of that in scripture. Hmm. Anybody here use like a a pattern or like a model for prayer? I'm kind of thinking of like acts or something like that. Anybody structure their prayers in that way? Acts for those who are listening, that's an acronym for adoration, mm-hmm. confession, thanksgiving and then supplication. Those would be four kind of components. Kids are learning it in tacos. Yeah. Yes. Tacos? Yeah. Thanksgiving, uh, adoration, confession, praying for others, praying for self, and then silence. There's actually two S's on tacos. Tacos. Lots of tacos. Tacos. Yeah. But yeah, so that those are one those are one pattern. Okay. Are there any other patterns that maybe you kinda organize like kinda in your preparation, you know, as John was saying, you know, being prepared. Anything that's helpful in that or not necessarily keeping lists maybe or patterns or I've been praying in Psalms. Mm-hmm. I, it's just helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggled with, like the psalmist says, every day I'll praise you. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wrestled with that for a time. Like I didn't know where to go or didn't, mm-hmm. and it just get a praise psalm. And I just started. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love wow. that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I like to listen to praise and worship music mm-hmm. first. I got to mm-hmm. like welcome. Because mm-hmm. I got to get out of my... Because if I just get in there and start reading, I start saying, oh, grocery list. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, so I got to listen to some worship music, get into it, mm-hmm. and then I can read. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's the preparation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't know I was doing acts until 35 seconds ago. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's from what Howard said, but it was just because modeling, because I got around other Christians, other Christians. and that's how I yep. learned to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I was doing an acronym, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
we do learn from each other. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. I would say that essentially, like the majority of my prayer life has been shaped by other people, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I was ever taught like what we're going through at church on Sunday morning. I, I don't ever recall being actually taught this stuff. But I remember being taught by listening to other people. Mm-hmm. But I also had a problem with that, and I'll be really honest here. I had to be authentic to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just copy how they were. Yeah. They were doing these, they were saved for 30 years, 20 years. I was a new babe. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to come to the Lord authentically, yeah. my true self, mm-hmm. and just speak to him like a father like yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I did mm-hmm. come to Trinity, I, my eyes to the Valley of Vision, like my whole prayer yeah. life did change. Mm-hmm. But I learned from people, but I also had to learn to be authentic to me. How God was speaking to me. I couldn't be them. It had to be me in my prayer life. Yeah, a lot of times uh, I go to scripture, <coughs> certain scriptures that support the fact that, you know, God chose to reassure. Like, uh, it helps remind me of who I'm going to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go to, like, Ephesians, predestined. Mm-hmm. This, like, this is part of God's will. I don't know why I'm part of his will, but his grace Sufficient. I can go there and remember who, who I am, especially when, I don't know if you can use the word or what, but it's like it prepares me mentally like, okay, he's a father. We mm. just preached that this Sunday. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm reminded, like, he wants this. He wants this relationship. Mm-hmm. This is why we're here, the purpose. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it prepares my heart. It primes me, and it's like, all right, oh, I'm coming to my father. Mm-hmm. And he knows. Mm-hmm. That's part of my yeah. Amen. Going back to Dave's point about um, showing up, I think that's the first, mm. uh, yeah. probably the, the hardest step is just showing up, just mm. being present. Uh, the second thing I would say is simplicity, like breaking mm. out of the comparison right. game. Yeah. I've got to pray like this, yeah. oh. or the standard, or you know those those marks that we unnecessarily place on ourselves. Mm. Prayer is simple. We don't have to overcomplicate right. mm. a very simple thing. Talking to the Lord. You know, just yeah. conversating, just mm-hmm. as, as a child to a father, uh, just simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, your point about those that come to the Lord, uh, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Diligent just means every day, just mm-hmm. constantly or consistent. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, the Lord's Prayer has been shaping and structuring. That mm-hmm. is what I've been using to fuel and funnel my prayers for sure mm-hmm. it's just having that structure okay I, I need to pray for this because the Lord tells me to pray for his kingdom to come on earth is in heaven it's not happening right now in my earthly situation so I'm praying the Lord's will into that and I mm-hmm. just kind of you know live in the framework of, of that Lord's prayer you've mentioned too that the Pauline prayers have had oh, yeah. large influence on your mm-hmm. life which all of those, again, are, we've talked about this in other sermon pluses, those are written prayers by other human beings right. that we're learning from. Um, so, yeah. Amen. So those aren't formulas, but that is a better way. To, so, quote-unquote, in quotes here, if you can't see it on air quotes, it is a better way to pray, more effective way to pray, yeah. is yeah, as you learn the language of Scripture mm-hmm. teach you to pray. Yeah. Yeah, those are helpful. You, a few of you already mentioned the distraction, and that was a big thing in yep. the survey for sure. And so 
Let's just get into that. How do you deal with some of these distractions when it comes to prayer? You know, what are some what are some real practical, yeah. helpful, tangible things that people can just take away, start implementing, yeah. and try to fight back against distraction? Because everybody, stuff's always dinging. We made the joke two minutes before we record, everyone phone off, and then like one minute before we recorded, somebody's. <laughs> iPad went off. It wasn't my mom's. It was somebody else. <laughs> I'll pray for you, Dan. <laughs> now everybody mom. knows you're related. But the distractions are there, yeah. and we don't want to be distracted. Yeah. So how can we how can we push back against that? I think on a practical level, figure out what your distractions are, because mine yeah. are typically yeah. the That's same good. thing. That's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have thrown that load of laundry in yeah. while I'm praying, and then mm-hmm. by the time I'm done, it could be done, I could throw it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. So eliminating the, the known distractions, I mm-hmm. think, is a really mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah, that's great. And then figuring out why am I getting distracted? Are the things that are distracting me, are they, is it really revealing something about where my mm-hmm. affections are, or mm-hmm. where maybe my loyalties are mm-hmm. more than God? And mm-hmm. I'm just doing the God thing because mm-hmm. I need to check off a list mm-hmm. and just really mm-hmm. eliminating some of those. Yeah. That's great. That first point, you know, that is, that is having a plan to pray. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm going to be praying. What am I usually distracted with? And just think about it and eliminate it. Right? You know, that's that's very simple, but you know that can that can really help. That's great. Yeah, praying for maybe some revelation on what that is too, because we we have blind spots all yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. But I know too. Like I don't pray well in the morning at home, and I don't work out well in the morning at home. Mm-hmm. So I go to the gym and I go to my office to pray. Mm-hmm. I get out of it yeah. because mm-hmm. I just am for whatever reason, right? You know, I hang my shirt on the treadmill and I right. fall asleep on the couch when I'm praying, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So you just have to have that kind of pray about that too to say, where am I most effective and yeah. sort of move to that. But mm-hmm. as Joanne said, it's so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's great. Just have a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have one. Yeah. And even if it means altering your life a little bit, like getting up a little early mm. or, yes. or whatever it might be, just know that and we know this, it's not going to happen by itself. You realize because of the, because of the fall, the default is always down. Mm-hmm. If you don't purpose, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just really, and ask God to give you the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a prayer notebook. It's an app on my phone that I turn on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> that the question is talking about like um, extended times of prayer rather than, you know, moments that come up during the day yeah so this is not an everyday practice for me but it is a regular practice for me and what i'll do is i'll set aside time anywhere from like 15 to 30 minutes and i'll turn my phone in airplane mode i open up this app and then i put music in in uh headphones and it's like i have i have two or three albums that's only music there's no words and it helps me actually like be very very present i close my eyes so i don't get distracted Unless I, except when I open. But what helps me is music, headphones, I get to a quiet place, and then at, and I have stuff that I know I need to pray for. Because if I find if I go into a time of prayer and I don't have a plan of what I'm going to pray for or something to guide me, that's when distractions happen. So I have a whole list 
uh, and there's all kinds of headings of things to pray for, people in the church, home situations, extended family, health issues, future, my own heart, holiness, you name it. And I have all these requests, and when I pray for it, you just you click it, and it goes to the bottom. And then when you finish praying for everything after a week, two weeks, three weeks, however long it takes for you to get through it, it recycles it back up to the top. Mm-hmm. But knowing what to, like having a plan of what to pray for mm-hmm. and having it written down, music, set aside time, um, that's helpful for me. Mm-hmm. That's a great app, too. It's a great it app. It changed kind of how I pray. Dave shared it with me, mm-hmm. and it changed how you, it does make you more focused on it does what those are I think the best point is you know <laughs> it's funny I keep saying this but like I'm not like not a big list guy it's not a surprise to anybody in this room probably <laughs> uh, but I will say that the list is very helpful and when I do pray with lists it's great it's not been like a super regular habit for me um, but one of the things I do is I follow the distractions now not necessarily if it's the laundry. <laughs> but if there are things that I find myself like starting to think about oh, or, or daydream about, that's probably actually revealing something deep in my heart that I might need to address. Yeah. And so, you know, you get, you know, these kind of, you know, you never lose an argument in your own mind. If you're, that's Paul Tripp. <laughs> or you just envision your, your life going great or this happening to you or that happening to you. And kind of like that, it's like, okay, I'm kind of like talking to God now. And I'm like being distracted in his direction. And so then praying through whatever that desire or Love distraction that. is. But again, this is like, I think, just like any relationship, like, there's definitely times when Julie and I need to come together. We need to get some stuff done, and we need a list. Bang, 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 and that's really helpful and productive for our relationship. And then there's other times when we come together, and I'm like, I don't want to engage a list. I just want to be with you and kind of vibe. It sounds so silly to say, but, like, what's happening? And so I think both of those are important when it, as we're thinking about distractions uh, in our praying. That's good. Who all... Who all is a prayer journal person in here? So a few of you. you used to be. What like advice would you give? Maybe someone's never tried that. You know, what have you found to be helpful? What you know? How would somebody get started with that? Like, what kind of things are you writing down? What kind of things are you making sure you're trying to remember? You know, how does that actually work for for you guys? I kept a prayer journal for a long time. Uh, and I would like actually address it like Lord. <laughs> and I would write out like right whatever prayer, was yeah. going on. I'm writing it out. And then I would sign it in Jesus' name, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would see that. Maybe I go back and read it like months mm-hmm. later and I'll be like, wow, I feel so different now. And the, all these prayers were answered or now I get it. Or it's just, I don't know. It was good for me mm-hmm. maybe when I couldn't pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it was during a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. hurt and I was like I gotta write this out you know mm-hmm. uh, just because I was dealing I was alone too when mm-hmm. you're alone I was like I was alone um, and it was just me and God I was like it's just me and you mm-hmm. and so I would write it out mm-hmm. because I wanted to go back and read it mm-hmm. or I just needed to get it on paper it just yeah. helped mm-hmm. uh, it's a different way to get it out yeah. yes you know? it's a different way if you can't if you don't want to pray out loud or you don't want to um, which I think that's good too but mm-hmm. Uh, you can write it down as well. Um, mm. My mom left me some, I read some prayers that she left me. 
and I'm like a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she. I'm reading the prayers, and I'm like, this is like a treasure to me. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm reading these prayers. She was writing for me as a teenager, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is. It can be. It can help. It helped me as an adult. Now I'm just mm-hmm. grateful to have it. Almost yeah, like it gets prayed great. again. It's like a gift. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. But she left me these prayers. Yeah, really. like a testimony. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm watching it come to pass right now, whatever she was praying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. My mother-in-law is, was like that one. Now she's mm-hmm. not, but she would write out her prayers, yeah. and, and she would bring it out, and she just, God changed my heart here. Mm-hmm. God changed mm-hmm. my heart here. Mm-hmm. To see that, yep. to see her do that. And she's still a prayer warrior. Yes. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't write them out anymore. Mm-hmm. But it helps me, like, if you ask me to pray for specifics, yep. and then I'll write them down. Mm-hmm. Because I like to pray specific. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, pray for me. Okay, well, how? What do you mean by pray for you? Where do you need the prayer? So I love it <laughs> when I have some meat to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And then those I write down. Mm. Yeah. I, I wasn't a big uh, journal list person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kept a journal for the past two years. Wow. And it started with just <coughs> writing out passages passages of Scripture and just the discipline of just writing every single word and taking your time to, to write it down and then read it and then pray it mm. just Slows did wonders yeah. uh, for, for, my, you know, for my prayer time. The second thing that helped me is I started to look at prayer as going to class. Mm-hmm. I'm a student. And I thought to myself, you know, this is this is super strange or weird, so don't call me. <laughs> but I thought to myself, the same discipline we use for other things can be applied to prayer. Mm-hmm. So if I were to have a meeting with Warren Buffett, would I go would I show up to that appointment late? Would I not bring something to write with? Mm-hmm. Would I not be totally focused mm-hmm. on the words that he might share? And this is, you know, for financial mm-hmm. well-being, and you know, I, I'd be all ears. Mm-hmm. I'd be a fool to be late. I, I would come prepared. Yeah. And if I'm talking to the master of the universe, yeah. who knows everything about everything, yeah. this is just me. Why would I not come prepared for class mm-hmm. with a notebook, ready to take notes, be on time? So I started to approach this journaling and this appointment with God as this is valuable time. The Lord, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk, but the Lord's going to talk to me. And I want to be ready to write down the impressions of the spirit of the word yeah. and share with me. And I began to mark down, you know, times. And this is super strange, but I would write down how many days I've been on the earth mm. in hours and in days. Going back to the scripture, teach me to count, to, to number my days mm. Mm. so that I may apply wisdom. And just the focus and the perspective that that gave me every day to just journal that. And to look back over two years, I pulled it out the other day. Wow. And it was just so refreshing to see God's answers to prayers, and you, you see sort of the development and sort of the the, uh, the chronologue of where I started and how much I hated writing things down. And now I look forward to it. It's it's something. It's a treasure. It's a Love valuable that. valuable thing in your prayer world. So yeah, that's Love great. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are some great, really helpful thoughts. You know, if you're considering implementing something like that, there's some real fruit. It sounds like. There's probably a lesson to be learned, too, in the fact that data shows our attention rate is declining. And so we're, we're more distracted than ever. Yeah. And that has to do with other actual practices in our life that, yeah. that 
you know, may not be practices of following Jesus, but the need for entertainment, the need, for, you know, for the phone notification, the need, whatever it may be, these other things in our life are kind of robbing us from being able uh, to come and be still for Lord and pray apart from distraction. So it's probably worth doing a little inventory the rest of your life. And, yeah. yeah. That's great. There's a question on monotonous, you know, the nature. Um, sometimes prayer can feel monotonous to us or, you know, sometimes I'm just checking off a box. I know I should be doing this, but maybe your mind or your heart isn't there. And so I, I do think a prayer journal, you know, especially as that was described by, by you guys is one tool that can really help with that. Uh, but what are some others? You know, if you're feeling like your prayer times are monotonous, maybe you're feeling like your your heart and your mind are just not engaged, or you're just kind of going through the motions. You know, what are some ways that you can, um, you know, ask the Lord to kind of help you snap out of that? Well, I'm sure we've all. I mean, everybody experienced that. I would imagine, right? <laughs> Fran just say whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I might ask other people to pray for me to help there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because I, whoever said it, right? Like, you do. I, you I, do ask other I, people. I, yeah. Right? And I'm like, I'm, yeah, I know what I am. And so I'll ask quickly because I think, yeah. Who said, like, you win all your own arguments in your head, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to find a way to stay in my, my rut yeah, by myself. And I need brothers and sisters to sort of break that for me. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all here for, right? That's what he built this body for. Is to help break those ruts. Uh, certainly, I've seen people that have prayed through bad times when they are not, when they are feeling distant from the Lord, and there is value in that. I think because they were just being faithful, mm-hmm. and that's different than being in a rut to me, right? Right. right. You're just in a very really bad season, and you're praying mm-hmm. out of obedience. That's wonderful. And then I think for me, I need others to help me sort of break those ruts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get some help. That's probably some confession. To a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> good for us. Seriously, you might want to find out why it seems mm-hmm. monotonous. Mm-hmm. Is the thing you're praying for involving, for example, you going to somebody? Like, is there, is there an issue, and you're praying it gets healed, but maybe there's a, a command of God embedded in that, saying, "Okay, now listen, pray for that, but do you need to do this?" Mm-hmm. Feet to it. Right, veto it. Mm-hmm. Just, just yep. a thought. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. they're not all going to fall into that category, but some could. Sure. Mm-hmm. I find that just thanking him just helped me. Like yeah. I feel like I'm just gonna thank you, and then it evokes. And I mean, nonstop. I could be thanking him for a while, and then then I can probably try to get into it because then I feel like if I feel like it's monotonous, it's because it's about me. Like maybe right. I'm in I'm mm-hmm. in my feelings and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. let me just God, you're great. God, mm-hmm. you're good. I thank you. I thank you for my breath. It's like even whatever. I thank you. I can walk. Mm-hmm. I thank you that you know, I'm even here. Mm-hmm. I have a family. Mm-hmm. So just being thankful, maybe gratitude. Mm-hmm. And if that if it just ends with that, that's fine. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But there's nothing really monotonous about no. God. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a good strategy. Yeah. And, and yeah. even that, like, isn't the mundane 
actually beautiful as well and necessary. Mm-hmm. Like my, my daughter right now is in a season where she's like, can we do this? We're like, no, we're not going to do that because she just needs to take a break from whatever it may be. And she'll say, but I'm bored. And so me and Abby are like, maybe it's okay to be bored sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot that's birthed out of boredom. Mm-hmm. And I don't always want to drink a glass of water. It's monotonous, but I need water. Yeah. You know, and it's always refreshing. And same with food. Like there is, it's okay. It doesn't mean you're less spiritual that it feels monotonous. So you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I gotta, I need to make sure to do this. There are so many rhythms in our life that are seemingly monotonous. But you do them you because up. you need them, mm-hmm. and they are good for you, and there is a delight attached to to whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I agree. I know we'll get to it later, but I think those are one of the moments when I'm silent. Mm-hmm. I just stop. Mm. I stop. Be still. Love that. I just oh, yeah, you said. sit in silence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a non-response is the response. Mm-hmm. You know, and I sit with that in silence and just try to hear from the mm-hmm. Spirit. I may just open the word because he knows better than me and I just <laughs> read passages. Mm-hmm. Like, friend, I go to songs and I just start reading. Not necessary for clarity, just to hear his word and let it wash over mm-hmm. and sit. Mm-hmm. I think starting a pra- starting our prayers with kind of zeroing in on who God is mm-hmm. and getting that yeah. whole session of prayer opened up. How would be I that name? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just attributes of God and kind of zeroing in on that mm-hmm. and then making your prayer come from what you just revealed to me about yourself mm-hmm. and then going from there <clears throat> I think it's um, been beneficial and him and I my husband here we've been <coughs> praying in the mornings and we just have a running list mm-hmm. of things that we're praying for but we also track answered prayer right. mm-hmm. And the more answered prayer we see, the more motivated, <laughs> I think, and excited we are to go back to God and mm-hmm. ask some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you track that, you're like, yes, God is answering prayer. Mm-hmm. And it builds your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It seems like that self-centered nature can really lead to a monotony. Mm-hmm. You know, as you talk about, like, you know, whether it's thank, you know, being thankful to the Lord or remembering who he is or even just sitting and trying to let him, you know, speak and listen, you know, trying to listen to him. Um, you know, even in a conversation that you're having with another person, sometimes that conversation will get stuck. <laughs> and it's like someone needs to say something. Something needs to, like, change to propel that <laughs> forward. And so if, if I'm just continually getting stuck there, breaking that paradigm somehow you know trying yeah. to you know maybe you know is the spirit of god gonna and you know impress something that i thought was insignificant or am i going to read a fresh passage of scripture or am i you know whatever it's going to be you know something has to change there and that's the kind of the beauty of prayer is it is mm-hmm. like a relationship a living being with a living being mm-hmm. you know and so yeah, I mean, things that were mentioned to break the rut were other people, mm-hmm. you know, getting other people to pray for me, mm-hmm. you know, deliberate thanksgiving, which kind of ties in with orienting toward the glory and the character of God. Mm-hmm. Silence. Silence. Or sometimes, like, I need to, like, do something yeah. first. Like the yeah. Lord is mm-hmm. saying, you know, Jesus says, leave your gift at the altar, right. which is an act of worship and prayer, yes. and go be reconciled. Like, Correct. go yeah. take care of something that needs to be taken care of. And so there's multiple reasons why we might feel like we're in a rut um but i think the lord has given multiple means uh Mm -hmm. to kind of break through yeah amen
maybe he's also enhancing your faith by having you pray. What about the lady and the unjust judge? Yeah. And she kept bugging him, but kept bugging mm-hmm. him. Perseverance. And the judge says, I fear neither God nor man, but this lady is wearing me down. <laughs> I'm going to answer. <laughs> so great. The Bible is so great. What a story. <laughs> no, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a time to also acknowledge, you know, the Lord wants to take you to a new dimension right. in your prayer walks. Kind of right. like being on a treadmill, if you're on level one, mm-hmm. and you're just Dancing breezing it through it, it's like, ah, oh, it does become drudgery. Mm-hmm. Right. And you raise it up to the next level, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. ready for more. Yeah. yeah, ready for more. That goes back to the whole first question, is, that, you know, is there a, a pattern? There's no formula, right, that the... Mm like uh, the Lord like re- rewards or receives one or the other, but there are ways and things that you can do to become more effective. Mm-hmm. And so that I love that. It could be a really good litmus test. Yeah. Like, oh man, I, I need to kind of dig a little deeper here. Mm-hmm. Love that, Rudy. Let's jump off the silence um, and continue there a little bit. That was one of the questions. What role can or should silence play in prayer? Mm-hmm. I think silence might not even be something that a lot of people might even think about when they're talking about their interaction with God or or maybe mm-hmm. is that even part of prayer um, so what are your experiences with that yeah. do you practice silence on a regular basis do you think about that in terms of prayer you know what you know how can we help people with that cue the moment of silence I love it <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't do it often, but I do when I have those moments where mm-hmm. it's like it's not there, it's not clicking, or how we classify a rut. Mm-hmm. I do sit in silence. Now, the danger of that is then we go back to distractions. Sure. Like if you're sitting in silence, are we really, are you focused in on the Lord? Who He is? Is the Word in front of you? Like how you approach that, again, goes back to what Joanne was saying. It goes from person to person. But I do sit in silence. I don't try yeah. to force it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, if I'm not there, okay, something here. Mm-hmm. Let me just sit and wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think the important thing about silence, you know, if, and if you compare it to meditation, is that, um, you know, it's not emptying your mind. Mm-hmm. So silence is not equivalent to, like, laziness mm-hmm. or just being present. You're setting your mind on something. Like, you're thinking. You're... So for me, when I practice silence, and I do actually a lot, I'm practicing it primarily by being aware of God's presence mm-hmm. with me. And then I just let him direct my thoughts. I mean, sometimes if I'm not like leading worship, there are several times where in a, in a gathering, a song might happen that is not super horizontal. It's kind of a little more personal. And I, I won't sing. And I'll, I'll like, I'll actually, I don't recommend that all the time, but sometimes I will, you know, just I, I let other voices kind of like wash over me. I never listen to music in the car. I'm, I either am on the phone or I'm silent. But when I'm silent, that's what I do. I, I, I like even will sometimes out loud to say, you know, you're with me. Like I'm, a, I'm aware of your presence with me. And then I let that kind of just lead my thoughts, and I'll and I drive home or I, or whatever. But it's not emptying your mind. Mm. That's that's not a good. I don't think that's a good practice of silence. I think it's it's setting your mind at least at the very least being aware of God's presence with you. Mm-hmm. It is relational. Right? This is us conversing with God, and 
so you don't want to void. You know, I think Jen would get really mad at me. I just stood there kind of slack-jawed while she was talking to me, mm -hmm. not absorbing any of it. And I right. might I might actually do that, she could tell you. But um, So we do want to be receptive. So, yeah, I think silence is, maybe it's just our time to, our time to be aware of mm -hmm. how he's speaking. Mm -hmm. We are, I'm a talking prayer. Right? Mm -hmm. We'll talk through it all and then never receive that that word that he wanted to give me. I sit in silence in my car sometimes, but I'm weeping most of the time. But I like schedule it. I actually like it. I think I talked about in our caregiver group. I was like, I'm just gonna cry. I'm just, I gotta get it out. I just, me and God, I just need to sit here. And I was like, and I gotta get alone. And like I got told him this morning, he had to work. And I was like, great, I'm gonna be in the house. I don't want no one here. I'm gonna pray all over the house and I just wanna be alone. I have to get alone with God. I gotta have that. He's like, well, why do you need that? How, how do you feel about <laughs> being around a bunch of people? I was like, no, there's sometimes, I gotta just, has to be no one here. I said, and I just wanna cry mm -hmm. and I want him to hear me or I've laid on the floor. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, just like I gotta just lay on the floor. I can't even handle what's going on and I feel better. I cried out. I feel better, I get up, I'm like, all right. But there was no talking. <laughs> it was me no. crying out to my father, and he heard me, and I'm better. Yeah. And that was it. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you just can't pray. Yeah. You are just, there is no adoration. I can't get it out. You're yeah. just, you're just broken. You're just broken for that situation, mm -hmm. and you just have to be silent because it's not coming out. And then that's okay. Just to be there, and just to know He's there, mm -hmm. and then that will lead to adoration, to thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there's been times in my life where it's like, Lord, there's nothing, and I just have to be quiet and just let Him talk, and that's okay for me. Yes, because that's the only. I can't go anywhere else. Where am I going to go? But you're just so broken, and you're just so, and you just have to sit. Mm. and let him watch over you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think the weight of what he has to say back to us right. is probably bigger than what we mm -hmm. could ever say to him mm -hmm. as we pray. So I think we have to give him that opportunity to speak back to us mm -hmm. and just yeah. have a period of just stop talking yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. and start listening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes we actually do need to be corrected. Have you ever have you ever said like your kids or I mean I've I've heard this from, from my parents before and and honestly peers sometimes you just need to push against me like David I don't want you to talk right now mm -hmm. I just want you to listen mm -hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean I've heard that yeah, a few times in my life yeah. mm -hmm. and it's difficult to do in a society we're in now where it's YouTube everybody got a channel everybody hey we want to hear your opinion it's freedom of speech and mm -hmm. what's your thoughts your truth that you know it's this thing where society is pushing back on that it's like yo I gotta say something because I got something to say <laughs> no <laughs> you're before the master and the creator I gave yes. you your speech it's like yo <laughs> silence mm -hmm. and receive it yeah. but I think we're almost cultivated especially in the west to just have something to say, it's just even sometimes to the point where it's almost like you're rambling just to say something. Are right. we, is it quiet? Somebody gotta say something. It's <laughs> like no, no silence. Yeah, not always a bad up. thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
be still and know that I am God. Oh, yes. Yeah. The old create. Oh, go ahead. I mean, and like you look in, like I just read it the other day in Romans 8. The Holy Spirit makes intercession mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. groanings cannot be understood. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Right. To your point. You yeah, there are times you just don't know word. what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the Holy Hannah. Sp- Hannah, yeah, right. And Eli thought she mm-hmm. was drunk. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what, you just, there's nothing. But the Holy Spirit knows, being the Godhead of the third person of Trinity, just he can interpret that for you. Get that to the Lord like he is making that intercession for you. Mm-hmm. So even like, oh, here's what Tasha, what you said, just like to just, like you're alone with God and you're not really necessarily saying anything, mm-hmm. but you're there's things going through your mind. Like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit knows what you need to get out. It can be for different amounts of time, too. I mean, I'm thinking of, like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a you know, young mom, stay at home, you got kids running around, finding a moment of silence is like finding a diamond. <laughs> it can be pretty rare. Um, Abby, I texted him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but Sometimes you got to go to the bathroom for me. Sometimes you go to the bathroom. There you go. That's, you know. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I can get real personal. The number of like great ideas that I've had about sermons in the shower that I get because yeah. I'm most alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not listening yeah. to anything. It's just yep. like, you yep. know, but I mean, that's too personal. Sorry, everybody. But, you know, so I, I don't think this needs to be, I think you can schedule time. Like you could schedule like, a, you know, if you want to go out and just, I've heard of, you know, this is, it's really great if you can go to like somewhere in nature. Like if you could go to the ocean, oh, wow. or you could go to the yeah. mountains, somewhere you would just enjoy being. Yeah. And I know that not everybody can do that, but if it's possible, you get out in nature, you just spend time, no noise, and you're just kind of like listening. Maybe you do bring a pen, I like that, you know, I like that, you know, I'm similar route. I don't, I don't journal a lot, but like when I go to, when I'm listening to sermons, I've got my notebook out because I'm just, I'm listening for the spirit to say something to me. Yes. I'm not usually taking the outline down. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting, you know, like, so, but you know, and you're just, going out there no agenda and you're just trying to hear um you know the mm. the you know the, the old joke that you have two ears and one mouth you know let every man be quick to hear and slow to speak yeah. does apply uh to mm. our prayer life sure. um so anyway yeah listening solitude is a is a crucial aspect of being an apprentice of jesus even proverbs talks about how you know the foolish man is going to be the one who speaks the most yeah typically mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like there's no necessarily pattern for prayer, like a magic word that unlocks that God would hear you, a certain amount of silence yeah. would not necessarily unlock right. God speaking to you. Right. But, you know, that's been the tagline of this practice of series. You know, these are things that we can do. You know, I can literally be quiet. <laughs> that's within my power to do. You're very good at that. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but I can be quiet, and that will give space to do for God to do what only He yeah. can, can do. Yeah. You Amen. know, if I continue to talk, I won't hear Him. <laughs> I mean, unless He does something dramatic, which He certainly He mm-hmm. certainly He can do, and so it it does provide space. One of the things that I think: Why can we talk in the first place? This is a great thought for mm-hmm. me. God gave us language not so we could talk to each other first, mm-hmm. but so that we could talk to Him. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. The whole reason you can talk is so that you can pray. Yes. 
<laughs> and the whole reason you have ears is so that you could hear him. And then all the other stuff is secondary. So anyway, I just think that when we profoundly understand how God-centered the very nature of language itself is, it kind of opens us up like, oh, I'm supposed to be talking to God. I'm supposed to be listening yeah. to God. That's the primary reason I can do these things. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. E- even as sin was being cultivated in the world after the fall, and man was only basically speaking to each other to accomplish trying to be like God. Yeah. He, he made the languages mm-hmm. yeah. and literally hindered our ability in, yeah. one, in some ways to communicate with others because that became the primary purpose. Yeah. In ways. That's, that's profound, Mike. Mm-hmm. Good. Somebody once said, and this is probably corny and very old school and probably not much theology in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But it really helped me. It really helped me. He said, there was this woman who basically led us to the Lord. And anytime you went, Joyce, what do we do? Joyce, what do we do? And she says, did you go to the throne before you went to the phone? Ooh. <laughs> and that had stuck with me. It's like, whoa. How even she's like, I now? Enhanced oh, yeah. now. Yeah. She's like, hang up and take it to Jesus. Oh, yeah. man. You, go oh, to you know, we can pray, we can get together and talk to about it, but that's, that's, that, that's who you need to go to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that this going and praying for other people and doing things, but right. it's like our Dan had said something, I got a text from somebody, he says, you don't need to answer that right away. They need to sit and chew and take it before the Lord, yes. and that was a reinforcement of what Joyce had told me <coughs> 40 years ago. It was like, did you take it to... Like that was really corny. I don't know where it would go because the way it really goes to the throne, they just text you now. I mean, you know. I'm but getting that tattooed. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But to your point, there's a connection. There's a connection uh, here between uh, or with gossip and slander. Right. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's so easy. You hear something and then you just begin talking about it with somebody else. We talked about somebody else. We talked about somebody else. To your point, you gotta imagine the Lord just being like. This is gossip. This mm-hmm. is, or it, it could even go as far as slander as opposed to like bring this before me or or take that right. you know to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful, you know, what you share because somebody will come to you and say something. Oh, well, let me form my own opinions. I mean, don't. don't mm-hmm. That's slander. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's between you and the Lord and that person. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to be sharing what somebody has shared with us. And be careful of how many people you share all your stuff with. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask. Uh, Abby, your Abby, Mike, because she's the one still in the home. How many times you say, "Did you go to the throne before the phone in the next seven days?" <laughs> oh, it's gonna be high. <laughs> it's gonna be high. Although I'm gonna, before I go talk to their phone situation, I'm gonna go to the throne. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Shoot, that'll reach. Have far-reaching effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Well, let's turn the page from solitude over to praying together. Yes. This will kind of be the last question in this in this section that deals with a lot of strategy and pattern and form of, of prayer is kind of thinking through this whole idea of praying with other people. Mm-hmm. This is something that is really precious to some people. This is something that's really Terrifying. scary and brings a lot of anxiousness uh, mm-hmm. to some folks. So well, first of all, what's the difference between praying together and praying personally are both um, necessary, you know, and then we'll get into some of the nitty gritty of, you know, what, how should I be praying with other people? Is it, should it be a little different than, you know, as I'm just praying before the Lord? And so 
let's just talk about some of maybe even some of your experience um, in ways in which you've prayed with other people has really been beneficial. You know, it's really been helpful. It's really been an essential um, aspect of your prayer life. I hated it when I first got saved. Man, I it was petrifying. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the Lord, generally speaking. I, and so I didn't like to, but that was sort of a me thing. Right? I just, mm-hmm. and I wasn't taught how, like what it even looked like. So I would avoid it. But now it is like essential to me. Prayer and praise mm-hmm. is essential. Mm-hmm. And not even so I can pray. You know, and sometimes I feel led to pray, and I do. I think that's obedient. And sometimes I feel led to be quiet. I think that's obedient too. But sometimes somebody will pray something, and I'll be like, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to pray for, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. right. And I think when I'm praying with others, there, there's almost like God gives you a theme to the prayer where there's multiple mm-hmm. thoughts that are in the same theme of prayer and really that I'll walk away from that going that was the exact prayers that I needed in my life or a loved one's life that I wanted to pray for them but I couldn't articulate it at the time and somebody else does Mm. in group prayer and that's just that's always amazing to me how God uses all of us but in the beginning man, it was was petrifying yeah I agree it's it's powerful I believe just praying uh, among, among congregation assembly body mm-hmm. one uh, it encourages others mm-hmm. two we are a family and I, when I hear another person crying out in their burden I'm sharing in that we're yeah. bearing that together even if I don't pray that night mm-hmm. I'm praying at home mm-hmm. I'm praying for that brother that sister yeah. and we're growing I know what's going on in your house you know what's going on in my house mm-hmm. uh, on a small level and at large church, our congregation, we know each other's burdens. We're sharing in that. Not even a burden. It's a praise report, a testimony. Yeah. Praise God. Let's praise together. Whatever's yeah. going on. Whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's powerful. And that's us gelling together and growing. And we're all in one mind. Just like scripture commands, like we're one by uh, one mind, one spirit. We're all connected. And I just... I just think that's powerful. And then that pours into our community, mm-hmm. which we're supposed to be impacting anyway. And it's just God's plan unfolding mm-hmm. through prayer and praise and sharing in this journey together. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And hearing other people pray makes me want to pray, makes mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. want to pray. And, you know, it's good. I think Spiritual. it encourages other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like when Mike asks so these popcorn prayers because that is sort of. Yeah, take some of that pressure yeah, off it does. Mm-hmm. of going. Right. I need. I just prayed after this person that prays beautifully, and I don't. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm right. You get but those popcorn. Whatever prayers, that means. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's talk right, about right. that because that yeah. was a question that yeah. came yeah. up quite a bit. Is like, there's definitely a lot of people can feel like, I don't want to pray in this group of people because. Mm-hmm. This person over here is like an all-star prayer. And this person over here prays a sermon. And this person... And so, you know, try to think, like, let's let's help with that a little bit. How should we be thinking about that? Because... It's really, you know, there's a burden of comparison that's yeah, going absolutely. on. Yeah. And so how do... We all know it. We recognize it. How do we get past it? What's the deal with this? Why is this such a problem? Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry. I think maybe a couple things. One, teaching. Really, 
People need to know that God sees your heart. Somebody could pray a beautiful flowery prayer and it could bounce off the ceiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And somebody could stutter through something and it could go crashing into the gates of heaven and That's what I'm you start to see things happen. Amen. God sees more than that. Yeah. And we need to understand that. You understand that. Um, and people need to realize that, listen, just pray as you're led. Don't worry about the form. Where is your heart before the Lord? Mm. Yeah, I would even say that the prayers that we say are beautiful, the air quotes thing, um, aren't because they're like these great speakers, but because it really is authentic. Mm -hmm. And for instance, I've been impacted by somebody who says something that is sort of choppy and stuttering, mm -hmm. but it's so impactful because it's authentic. Yeah. People yeah. may sound, they, that's just how they speak, but it's because they're authentic. You can feel that yeah. in it as opposed to you know, the Pharisees putting out these beautiful long prayers that were right. dead and empty. And, that Jesus pushed against. Yeah, that Jesus yeah. pushed against. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And the authenticity comes from knowing who your audience is. Yeah, your exactly. audience is God, mm -hmm. right. the master of the universe. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not everybody that's around you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, fragile, broken prayers are, are like inviting yeah. to other people to go, oh yeah, I'm fragile and broken. Like, yes. And, half the time that that kind of prayer is like man, I wish I could pray like that <laughs> that's sometimes the way that I wish I could pray more just like here's really how I feel and when I'm seeing these are the only words I have it's a vulnerability and I would you know corporate prayer is necessary mm -hmm. yeah. it's all over the scripture mm -hmm. um, and so I I would say it is it's it's a biblical requirement that you participate in corporate prayer. Yeah. And not only that, um, I, I totally understand that a new believer or somebody who's like new to following Jesus or like really trying to turn the corner with this type of stuff or has been following Jesus for a while and just terrified of this, mm -hmm. I'm sensitive to that. Um, and I don't, you know, you're not going to find the scripture. It's like, well, every time you go to prayer and pray service, you better make sure you, you pray. Otherwise, you know, the Lord's going to get you or, you know, that's going to hinder your prayer. So I don't, I don't think any of that. I think there's a sweet sensitivity that, that can be received there. However, you know, it, it, is it a good thing if you go to prayer and praise in 20 years and never pray out loud? Like, is that a good thing? Probably not. Mm -hmm. And I remember having this conversation about expressions and worship with Chase actually about five years ago. And he's like, you know, is it necessary for you know, me to raise my hands or to, or to bow down or to sing loud or things like that? And I feel like there's a biblical principle here where it's, you know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. If, if, if the Spirit of God is leading you to do something, you should just do it. And so fear can be an obstacle for sure, but I, the Lord rewards those who are obedient, and He may want to use you in ways you could never possibly imagine. And so you could be in a gathering, and it's like the Lord just puts something on your heart, and it's like this phrase, and it keeps coming or whatever. It's like, speak, speak, speak. And I would say, don't, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Like, don't quench it. The Lord is literally wanting to use you to stir somebody up. And so I would just speak it, even if it's five words, just speak it. So, I would confess that many Wednesday nights I didn't say something that was just burning in me because I didn't think I could articulate it mm. the way yeah. I was feeling mm. it and I 
I'm not, and I felt like, am I going to quench the spirit if I stumble through this prayer? Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the encouragement to mm. just, yeah, to just pray it because I leave oh. and think, man, why mm-hmm. did I do that? That's great. So. Can, can I ask a question about this? I'm happy you said this, Beth, because I've had a lot of conversations about corporate uh, prayer situations uh, with women who have expressed either themselves or talking with other ladies who have expressed that um, there, there's like a pretty prevalent fear of praying in public as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's either from like, you know, teaching or experiences in the past. Some are like, am I even allowed to pray out loud in a church gathering, things like that. And some of this was actually really, really surprising to me. So I wonder if, if you ladies can speak to that. Is it a common thing for women especially to feel afraid to pray in public or like have the question, are they allowed and things like that? I was actually at Red Robin celebrating Danny's birthday and I get a text. Your son? You call your son Danny or are we talking about your grandson? Danny. Grandson. Oh man, I was really hoping you called him Danny. No. Never. I used to call him Daniel until he went to college and it was Dan. Um, So anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're celebrating Danny's birthday. And I get a text from Mike Saturday night, last minute, <laughs> asking me to pray for a Sunday morning because we were singing, Brethren, We Have Come to Worship. Oh, yeah. And he wanted a man and a woman to pray, and he asked me, would you pray? I thought I was going to throw up because my background was women do not get up there on a Sunday morning and pray. And I'm like, Grant, look at this. And Dan, look at this. I'm like, then I'm like, just up. I was like, I can't. And they're like, both looking at me like, just take it easy, lady. And I had to like stop and think, okay, is it just because I'm afraid? Is it really scriptural? I had to re really think all that in my heart, but I was petrified. To this mm. day, if you ask me to pray and then you forget about me all the time, I sit there and I worry about it mm. because that teaching was so ingrained. Mm. But you have to go back and check your theology. Yeah. You have to go back and we have to encourage each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I'm thankful for what I was taught. I really am. But I have to rethink it. I have to go. If someone shows me that this is, no, this is what this means. Mm-hmm. And then go back and rethink it. So I think we might have that tendency ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. I think women always feel judged. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's appearance what they're saying, yeah. how they come across. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of that. So, and yeah. I don't think I feel that from no. this church, no. but right. we take that burden on ourselves mm-hmm. to yeah. try to be perfect when mm. we speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just re- just a couple weeks ago, I had to. She asked me to. Ellen asked me to pray after the ladies' study. <laughs> I knew I was coming from work, probably frazzled and mm-hmm. frenzied from working with 45 children every day. And I wrote it out Mm -hmm. because I thought, in the middle of this prayer, I might tell somebody to sit down and finish their work. (laughs) 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 So, and and, you know, just lose train of thought. Mm -hmm. And then my mind starts spinning, oh, Mm -hmm. what if that happens? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times we just feel judged. I don't think we're necessarily are judged. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We need to develop a different mindset that I'm doing this unto the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think if in my personal prayer life, I'm seeking the Lord and I'm learning and I'm growing, I think when I have to pray in public, 
or in a corporate setting, I think it's going to help me. Right. Mm, right. Yeah, I think there's this great. I think there's definitely a diff- distinction between praying like corporately, like in front of the whole body, like prayer and praise tends to be like a, a larger group setting. Yeah. Right. And also cultivating just maybe we use a different word like communally, meaning mm. when, you know, uh, I need some prayer. I've got a there's all these little prayer chains that exist in our church that I'm aware of. Like That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for somebody either when I'm with them or you know, I'm meeting in a smaller group to pray together. Those That's another way. It's not quite such a big group. But I, I thought, you know, I know we're kind of on the sister situation there, but I think that needs to be clarified in the sense of, like, when we're encouraging people to pray in a group, it doesn't mean just Sunday morning in front of the whole church, so to speak. It can yeah. be very, very beneficial to be with, you know, whole famously quoted where two or three are gathered in mm-hmm. my name, learning to mm-hmm. pray together, even in that smaller context as well. Right. And that's an awesome context. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of us that have a prayer group going and even went away for a weekend. And it wasn't a fun weekend. It was heavy. It mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. we were just so burdened for situations in, in our own lives and in other people's lives that as we somebody just said we just need to get can we get away and just set this time aside to pray mm-hmm. and it was a lot of tears I mean I came back exhaustive but so enriched mm-hmm. so, and it was just because there's a group of women that I know I can send it just I can just send pray and they don't even ask any questions it just goes up and to know that that's that is it's, mm-hmm. it's you can measure that that they're going before the throne for you and it's a privilege to go for them too. Because we're not made to do this alone. Also, we can't do this alone. Yeah, I also think like when we pray in a community, like any other community, there's intergenerational stuff happening. And so there's people who are newer in their faith, older mm-hmm. in their faith, who are like comfortable with the language of the kingdom. They're comfortable with the Psalms, they're comfortable with the Lord's Prayer. And that stuff definitely, as we said earlier, not that you're praying better. And that God hears you because of that, but you're kind of aligned with the language and the will and the structure of the relationship, and that's great. That's a good thing. Um, but you know, it's like you know when we get to family gatherings and there's like a little two-year-old and they're just barely learning to walk. The community is like, "This is so great!" Like, look at them, you know what I mean? And so, like, when someone just gets to know Christ mm-hmm. and they're voicing a prayer, it's like that little child in the community. No one's going, "Oh man, I'm really critiquing the form of the two-year-old over here." You know what I mean? Like, that's just not happening. And so, everybody's encouraged. Everybody's blessed. And so, it's not to diminish, you know, the the mature saints that have walked with Jesus for a number of years, and their prayers have been shaped by the language and the the will of God, that's wonderful. Let them pray, let them. Although my wife has told me over the years that in group settings, that I should be very simple mm-hmm. in the way that I pray. <laughs> because, you know, even, you know, as a leader, that's the position that the Lord's given me of that, that people are listening and they don't want to have, they don't have to match something like that. Like, and mm-hmm. so just pray simple, you know what I mean? And, and that's the popcorn prayers, you know, that, that that's actually... <laughs> from a number of sources, but not least of which is Julie. <laughs> the, the thing, though, that, like, the, the two-year-old, a two-year-old wants to be cute. You know what I mean? But, but even as, like, adults, you're kind of like, oh, it's a cute little baby. And nobody, like, in a corporate gathering wants to be like, oh, I'm the cute two-year-old. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, I want to be, re- be a respected adult and things like that. But the beauty of that is that, and the difference in the body of Christ is that if you're new to the faith 
and you're like a child in the faith, you're an indispensable part of the body. Mm-hmm. Meaning, li- quite literally, you know, I don't need Penelope, my, my three-month-year-old daughter, to survive. Like, I don't. Uh, spiritually, if somebody comes into covenant with me in a church setting, you know, under my father, I actually need, Colossians says, like, I'm, I'm strengthened through that ligament, mm-hmm. you know, 1 Corinthians 12. That part of the body is indispensable. And that's where I go back to, it could be the, somebody could say the most simplest prayer, and it could be exactly what everybody in that room needs to hear, and the Lord uses it in a mighty way. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. well, to keep that, like, you know, maybe you don't want to be cute like a two-year-old, but you want honesty, you ask your six-year-old. And, <laughs> yeah. and so maybe that's that. I've had, like, brothers in Christ who are newer to the faith that have said something because it's the only way they know how to articulate that they don't have, you know, the the same language yet that others do that are more mature, but they say it so crisply and so truthfully that it's incredibly renewing and powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. uh, well, I, I will come home and tell Jen, like, that's the train track. That was so and so said X, yeah. and that was super powerful yeah. and renewed my energy towards yep. the Lord because yeah. you see their fire at mm-hmm. that young age. So, that, you know, like, mm-hmm. that happened with friend recently. A new, uh, yeah. yeah, came Just, back from one of the prayer meetings. Like, man, on fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. calm down, calm down. You know, so it, it, it just enriched his soul greatly and gave and spurred him on. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage each other, we spur each other on, and that just it did wonders for you. Yeah, we don't live or die to ourselves. So, like, even an answer to the people that might say, "I'm afraid to pray in a group setting." Just to get it out there and just realize you're blessing others. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is just not you. You're coming before the Lord, you're honoring Him, and you're blessing others. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be, and you don't want you don't want to run roughshod over somebody that might have the fear of praying in public, mm-hmm. but there could be a little bit of selfishness in there. I don't want to look bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look bad. And you think about the woman with the issue of blood. She comes up and touches the garment, and the whole crowd is all over the place. And Jesus says, somebody touched me. And she just came up to Jesus and fell down before him, not even thinking about the way she looked for the crowd. Mm-hmm. But she received the blessing of God. Yeah. And I don't know how much to tie that in together, but some people don't want to come across as looking bad. When really, in front of people that love Jesus and oh, are praying across. to him, we're not, we're not thinking that way. Yeah. And they need to know that. Yeah. We're not we're not critiquing their prayers. Yeah. We're not thinking that way at all. Mm-hmm. We're glad they're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that should. I mean, that Lord willing is the mentality, mm-hmm. right? And I think you know, kind of going back to your comment, Beth, about you know feeling judged or critiqued. I think a lot of people do feel that way in the church, you know, mm-hmm. and especially, you know, if you're, you know. You know, historically, like if the if the voices of the sisters in the body has not been heard, then of course you would feel like, oh, my voice doesn't matter. Or, you know, if you are a newer believer, mm. you might not be thinking, and you're probably not making the decision to be anxious about praying that moment. It's like you're going into the meeting thinking, I don't know that I really belong here. You know, or I, I think probably everyone else in this room is in a certain position and I'm not quite there yet, but I'm happy to like be here. And so I think it's on all of us, right, to have that mentality, which is like, 
no, we all belong here and we need to hear from everybody. And a lot of that work happens, I think, you know, prior to the prayer time starting where we are listening to each other, we're caring for one another, we're, you know, valuing others' opinions and experiences. And then, you know, hopefully that that will lead to a more openness. And so, um, yeah, so I appreciate it. I appreciate that comment there for yeah. sure. That could go back to what Mike said, like plugging in, plugging in at a more micro level, mm-hmm. three or four people. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. would be horrifying. It, mm-hmm. it was horrifying to go into yeah. 80 people and just mm-hmm. start praying. But over time, three or four, and then you're at a men's breakfast or a women's mm-hmm. breakfast or whatever, and that becomes, and you know, we build that muscle, that, that rhythm, that discipline over that's time. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, you great. know, I would encourage everybody. That's what changed me. It's just a few right. old guys right. from First Southern Baptist going, hey, meet with us and pray with us on whatever. Mm-hmm. And that changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And that builds on what we already talked about. Show up. That's better mm-hmm. than just showing up. Yeah, just show, mm-hmm. up. show up. Yeah. Just show mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got, you got one job. <laughs> That's what you can do. You got one job. Just what show up. Yeah. I, I promise you, you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm wondering too if there's like uh, on the resources page, if there are prayers that people could download and bring to prayer service, mm-hmm. whether it be passages of scripture, whether it be uh, something from the Pauline epistles. Just, hey, I don't know what to pray, but hey, you know what? You can go to the church yeah. website and download a prayer. Yep. And you yeah. have categories, deliverance, salvation. Mm-hmm. And just tell people what to pray. And it's a starting point, the training mm-hmm. wheels, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. For the two-year-old, uh, you know, not yep. in any kind of condescending way, but everyone's no. at different levels. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You, know? you go to a sporting event, there are different expressions of fans. Some that sit and say nothing. Mm-hmm. And some who paint their faces and yell <laughs> right. until they can't talk anymore. Which one's best? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we're all at different, That's and there's great. no judgment. There's no, uh, you know, <coughs> no need to feel like, oh, man, I don't pray like Pastor Dave, or I can't get deep and theological and talk about the ancient of, of days and this and that, mm-hmm. and deep annals of Scripture mm-hmm. like Pastor Mike can, but you can pray what you can pray, and, and mm-hmm. all together it edifies right. the body. Yeah. It's not for show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how, I'm just great. curious, how do we break out of... Good. So... There's always events or conferences or just stuff where people come and gather, and we always pick <laughs> the, I'm not saying us as a church, but I'm just saying in life in general, we pick the people that are going to pray the best or sing the best mm. or, Ooh. you know, teach mm-hmm. the best mm-hmm. or cook the best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of that mentality. And of course, you want to be excellent. I think we should do everything yeah. we do unto right. the Lord. Yeah. And we do like to present as excellent. Mm-hmm. But then how do we kind of tame that down so that people wow. do feel mm-hmm. more comfortable? Mm-hmm. I know even in a school setting, when the teacher knows that she's having an observation, mm-hmm. She only calls on mm-hmm. the kids that yeah. are going to answer the Who's question mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, my mentality is, why don't you ask this one? Let the principal yeah. or whoever's observing see what really happens in the classroom. <laughs> you know, just the raw, real deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we shouldn't be excellent, because I think it, there's an element of excellence that we need to have. Have we unknowingly set a standard in our gatherings that automatically isolates people. It's quiet. That's my question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quiet. I have a hard time praying and pray for all those ladies that have a hard time. Me too. Mm-hmm. 
I have a hard time. It's quiet. I'm not used to that. I'm used to, like, we are shouting, praying. We in a circle. We singing. I'm like, whoa. So I'm encouraged to pray. You know, I'm in another place, right? I said, we done went to somewhere else. And then Howard prays so good that I'm like, oh, I don't know how I want to be. I can't pray like him. Mm-hmm. But I realized when we were talking about this and we were going over stuff, and I said, you know what? Sometimes it's not about me. Mm-hmm. If I just get up there and pray, even if it's a short prayer, it is for someone else. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. There was one time we had prayer and praise, and somebody said, I need help. And that I felt that all through my body. That was mm-hmm. their prayer. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that was the most powerful prayer in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of it is like it's a it's a good conversation to have, but I think sometimes it might even promote a level of self consciousness that we shouldn't even get to. It's like I, again, I'm not looking to shut the conversation now, but it's like, do I pray too good? I better be simple. Why well, don't pray good enough? It's like, is it three people? Is it a hundred? And I'm just like, kind of back to Ellen's comment. It's like we're all coming yes. before the Lord, as Dave said, the power and the leading of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Mm-hmm. I yes. do think there's been times. You know, where people have gotten up and prayed, and it feels like it wasn't very helpful. <laughs> Sorry. It just wasn't clear. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know what I mean? There is, so there is a gifted, like, you know, in terms of, like, there are gifts in the body. Not yeah. everybody do does the same thing, and so it's okay right. for there to be different gifts and things. So, um, so, yeah, I think maybe to summarize, if I can, sorry to <laughs> do that here, but, like, come together and pray. Yes. We need to hear from everybody. Yes. We want yes. to hear from everybody. Yes. We can grow in how we pray together, but you know, let's not overthink it. Maybe let's yes. let's just mm-hmm. you know grow together, encourage each other, and um, yeah. So I don't know if that's helpful or not. So, I mean, maybe as people yeah. come together, more come together, they pray. Maybe the people that you call on over time does change. Opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a takeaway and a practice maybe for some people. What Mike mentioned as far as the, the smaller communal, even before corporate, mm-hmm. like get in the habit of praying with another person, and then get in the habit of praying with two or three other people, and then get in the habit of praying at a, you know a growth group, and then get in the habit of maybe, maybe starting to pray at prayer and praise like it's like you know maybe prayer and praise right now you're like well I don't even want to go to prayer and praise because <laughs> some people are like if I go to prayer and praise you're going to call on me right. no <laughs> just, just so you know right. and you know you might be like well I'm not going to prayer and praise because I, I'm, I'm not going to pray at prayer and praise mm-hmm. and um, but what you can do is you can pray with your spouse you can mm-hmm. pray with your best friend you can pray with a co-worker and so just just start somewhere and get in a rhythm and let that you know we talk about the importance of going deeper and deeper. That's like that's what Christianity is. So mm-hmm. every time you kind of come back around, that will that will grow. Mm-hmm. Because you know, as we kind of went back, I mean, the name of the game is not. You know, the ultimate here is not praying in front of everyone so everyone can follow my lead. Exactly. It's like I need other. I need to like know other people and share this praying experience with other people. Yeah. Yes. It's going to help me know them better. Yes. It's going to help me care for them better. Me care for. You know, I'm going to be encouraged in the faith. So, like, I, you know, I amen that, you know, two or three people, you're praying together. Like, that's going to, that's going to get us rolling with praying Mm -hmm. with other people. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and as you said, the, the, the name isn't even like becoming good at praying. Yep. That was the quote. Right. You know? right. It's like becoming people of love who God hears our prayers. <laughs> yes. And in the mystery of prayer, the communal and corporate prayer has a place of power. Yes. So does the individual in the desert. Yes. That they have a place of power yes. in the heavens. Right. But so does the corporate communal. And so we just want to grow in that together. All right. We're going to cut it off there. That was a lot of questions about strategy, form, pattern. There's probably a bunch of takeaways. Probably gonna, I'm going to listen to this for sure. Even though I was here. <laughs> We're definitely going to put some of those resources up, some prayers like you just mentioned there, Rudy, some Love other that. things. Happy and so uh, stay tuned for future conversations. Yeah. We'll pick it back up.